Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. Now, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, at Big Meach 41, and soon to be on TikTok. That's right. Now, this is the special edition of the podcast, my interview series with a very special guest. Bearcats fans, I'm excited to welcome in this Bearcat great play for the Bearcats from 1990 to 1992 under the Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins. He was the leading scorer for the Bearcats every year he played. Many Bearcat fans talk about the legendary 1992 Final Four run. It was magical, but it wouldn't have happened without this guy's performance. And in my opinion, he isn't talked about enough as one of the great players and one of the greatest players to ever wear the red and black. I'd like to welcome in my guy, number 34, Herb Jones. What up, Herb? How you doing? Doing very, very well, man. Hey, you, I know you're a, you're a very reserved guy. Um, you keep to yourself in some ways. So um, I'm very appreciative of you coming on the, the podcast and telling your story and doing this interview because there are a lot of Bearcat fans that say you're one of their favorite Bearcat players of all time, and they don't hear from you. So I really wanted to give you this platform to, you know, kind of tell your story and go through your history. And when I interviewed Corey Blunt, and I talked to him after the interview, he was like, man, you got to interview Herb. And I said, you got it, man. So how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good. You st- now, do you still play hoop? Yeah, I, I still play uh playing a, a traveling league that um we play uh Detroit, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Wow and Cincinnati. So I still playing that competitively, staying safe. Still get after it. Now how old are you now? Fifty. Fifty and yep. still hooping. Still still getting buckets, Herb. <laughs> That's good, man. Now, um, a couple of things before we really get into the to the interview here. Um, I'd like to ask all you know the players that come on this uh, podcast. We we like to talk about why they chose the number they chose. So, can you tell Bearcat fans why you picked number thirty four? Um, thirty four. I I wore thirty four in high school, and I got to junior college. I couldn't get 34, but somebody had it, and I just wore 44 my two years of junior college. So when I came to Cincinnati, that was one of the first things I wanted to know: could I have 34? Because it was mm-hmm. my high school number. I wanted to stay 30. I wanted to go back to 34. Mm-hmm. It was just, I mean, I had that number in high school, so I guess it was a good number. So I stuck stuck with it. Was there a reason you you had thirty four in high school? Was there a player you looked up to, or was just a number you you asked for? It, it was just a number I got. You know, that's the number they gave me, and I stuck with it. 
Now, when you when you play for the Bearcats, one thing I will, will always remember, um, you always wore a T-shirt underneath your jersey. What, what's, now, some guys I talked to, um, I talked to Lizelle Durden. He always wore a T-shirt. A lot of times he wore a T-shirt underneath his jersey. He said he felt more comfortable shooting with the T-shirt on. Um, was there a reason for that? I mean, it, it was more for me, it was more like, I guess, wet, you know, uniform, kind of kept you dry a little bit. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was my reason for, you know, wearing it, putting it under there to, gotcha. stay, to stay dry. Gotcha. Because some guys now, they do it for style, um, and I didn't know if that was a style thing. It was a, a good luck thing, but you, you did it more for actual, the, the purpose yeah. of wearing it. Yeah, to keep, you know, keep dry. I mean, it was, you know, like I said, I, I did it in high school, too. I just, mm-hmm. just kept, you know, you could wipe your hand on your jersey. Right. And, you know, your jersey, when you wouldn't be soaked, so you could dry your hands on Yeah, for sure. Now, when you played, um, and I've talked to several players during your time and, and that you played, and a lot of guys said, heard, uh, heard that they got their hair cut from Lou Banks. Lou Banks was the barber of the team. Did Lou cut your hair? Yeah, Lou Lou cut my hair. Lou cut in my hair um, my junior year, and then my senior year, I started letting another guy cut my hair. Okay. So Lou, cut, Lou, Lou was the barber's junior year. Um, we, had a couple, <laughs> we had a couple football guys cut hair, too. So Gotcha. I mean, we had some guys that cut hair. Speaking of football, you're, you're a big football guy, right? Yeah, I like football. And did you play? Yeah, I played. I played high school football too. Okay. Uh, I played. Uh, I played probably up to my. I played my senior year. Uh, played football. What position? I played defensive end, and I played a little bit of cornerback and tight end. Okay. Okay. I mean, the reason the reason we played football in high school was my coach. Um, when I was in ninth grade, you had to run cross country. I played football, and I wasn't running cross country. <laughs> so I was not running cross country. So I played football. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so let's let's talk about high school. I, I like to rewind the tape with all the players and, and kind of go through their history. You grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. Um, you went to Brown High School. Yeah. Correct. Um, so, did you for you? Was it one of those things where you played, you know, basketball since you were a kid all the way through? Did you pick it up later in life? I, I um, actually, I mean, I played, you know, I played, I played more football than basketball. I mean, I started picked it up like fifth grade, sixth mm-hmm. grade, then that's when you know it started taking off. But yeah, I I picked it up later. You know, football was probably. I played, like I said, I played more football from Pee Wee to up to I was in the fifth grade, you know. And then I started playing basketball. If you stuck with football, do you think you could have been a football star? Football is different. I, you know, I I want to say no. I mean, football is just different, you know. In the mm-hmm. South, I mean, I mean, you you got guys who play football. I mean, these guys were just. Freaking natures, man. They they didn't even want to play football. You know, mm-hmm. they did something else. They went to school for different stuff. I mean, there's a couple guys. Um, 
who um, I can't think of his name. He played AAU with me, and he got he went to Tennessee. I can't think of his name now. He played with us, and he played for University of Tennessee. He got drafted. He played about ten. I played about ten years in the NFL. I mean, uh-huh. this guy was just a, he was a freaking nature, man. Uh-huh. I mean, six you know, six seven six. I mean, he was spring. When you saw him, he was looking like, man, this guy can't play basketball. It was not uh-huh. great, man. He was just, I mean, you could you you could put him on a guard. He could get down and guard a guard, or he could bang with a big man. So uh-huh. I'm like, that was that what made him different, you know. When he got drafted in the NFL, it didn't shock me at all. I was just like, yeah, he that good. Yeah, he was just sure. natural. What type of uh, what type of high school basketball player were you? I mean, high school. Um, like I said, I played inside, you know, inside out. Yeah, I was, I you know, I played varsity from the ninth grade to to senior. You know, I didn't really get to play, you know, B team, whatever you want to call it. JV. Straight up, yeah. Freshman, I, I went, JV, yeah. So I went straight to varsity. I remember um, it was my ninth grade year, and I was sitting on the bench, and I guess uh, one of the guys, he got in foul trouble. You know, he got in foul trouble, and, I mean, coach was like, you know, for us, Coach Jenkins, that was my first coach. He was looking like, no way this guy ready, you know, he put me in 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 a tight spot. And you know, perform. We we I forget we were playing. Um, I forgot what high school we were playing. We were playing them. We were down by maybe seven, and mm-hmm. you know, went in, played defense. We um, cut it to one, and I think I ended up making a steal. I got the ball to Andrew. That was our that was our top guy. I mean, he could flat out score. He hit a shot. You know, we won the game. And Andrew, he always was like, he was, he was looking at me like he was like, he said, dang, man. He was like, he said, you didn't need to blink, man. He was like, you came in like you was a, a senior. I, was like, man, I, said, I said, man, I said, I was over there. I said, man, I was ready. I yeah. told him, I always told him in practice. I said, hey, man, I'm ready. When he, you know, like he said, man, you stepped in. And like I said, I started playing from there. And then um, my Sophomore year, my ninth grade coach, he left. He went to uh, another school. He almost got me to go to the school with him, but my, one of my childhood friends, he's like, man, you can't go to the cater, man. He's like, why are you going out there? Nobody know you. He was like, he's and my my best friend told me, he said, I'm not coming out there to watch you play. So mm-hmm. a lot of people think, you know, it was my high school coach that, Convinced me to stay at Brown. It was kind of my, it was kind of my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, he was kind of like, you know, nah, man, you can't go. You know, that was a good choice not to go to the cater because I had to get up every morning, bus out there. So that would have been a long <laughs> story, man. Yeah, for sure. So at, at what point in, in high school? Obviously, you said you you started playing your freshman year, but at what point in high school did you realize I got a chance? I, I really have a chance to play college basketball. I mean, it was – I mean, I guess that was just a, a gene in me. You know, I was never scared of that. Not, 
I don't know why I get that. I guess I probably get that more from, uh, I mean, half mom, half dad. I mean, I just, you know, never, never afraid of the moment. Never. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, people always ask me that. I just never afraid of the moment. You know, when the hit big, I want to, you know, I, I want to be there. My nose is in there. And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, 10th grade year, you know, friends was like, they were like, hey, man, you, you you can play college basketball. And I was kind of like, uh, you know, I'm like, uh, yeah, you know. But I think when I when I realized that I really could play probably a high-level college basketball is when I start playing AAU basketball, you know. When I start playing AAU basketball, um, you know, traveling, playing against guys like Lonzo Morning, against, you know, Stanley Robinson, against, um, you know, guys like that, you know, playing against these guys, you know, it was like, whoa, man, like, you know, you competing with these guys. And I'm like, you know, I, you know, I didn't even think nothing about it. You know, like, if you're out there playing, you're trying to win. And but like I said, my AU, my AU team were from Marietta, Salvation Army. And how they recruited, how, how they got, how they got, got me to play with them is I played, it was, it was, I was 15 and, it was playing against the boys club. That was the club was the boys club was like right up the street for me. Uh-huh. I ran down and they're like, Hey man, we're finna scrimmage against this team from Marietta and you know, you wanna play? I'm like, I said, All right, yeah. So I played against them and what I think I scored I scored fifty against them. I scored fifty. <laughs> so, you know, they was they thought I was too old, you know. So they were like, There's no way this dude's fifteen years old and I'm uh-huh. like so they came to my house and they were talking to my brother. My brother was like, okay, what, what do y'all want with him? They were like, they said, you know, we want him to come play with us in Marietta. You know, my brother was like, what? He was like, so how they broke it down? They're like, they said, listen, they said, we playing a tournament in Georgia. They said, we win in Georgia. We going to Vegas. So I'm looking like, oh, so I'm thinking like, you know, this is a long, I said, this is a long bus ride. I'm like, I said, we taking a bus to Vegas? They're like, no, nah, we, we're going to fly to Vegas. So, Start practicing with him, and you know we won. Uh, you probably you're not probably familiar with Elmore Spencer. He's a big dude from Atlanta. He played uh-huh. on the team, and um, you know we we won, and we you know that was my first that was my really my first taste of AAU. Yeah, and under we went out to Vegas. You know Lee Mayberry, Todd Day, yep, all them guys. Yep. So mm-hmm. you know we. Played against, you know, I played against all them guys, man. So, and I was like, you know, competing against these guys. I was like, I said, I said okay, you know, I might have a chance to play college basketball. That's now, when you first start tasting it. Yeah, so let me ask you this. So, you and I ran into each other a couple weekends ago in Indianapolis um, at an AU tournament. And this is a great opportunity for me to ask you this question. I mean, you, you, you watch AU. Um, how much different is AAU now compared to when you were growing up and you played AAU basketball? I mean, AAU is still it's still high competitive, you know, some of the team, but I think, you know, when I played, I mean, the team was just, I mean, these, they came with their best. I mean, even if you yep. never heard, even if you never heard of a guy, you're looking like, hey, man, that dude can play. Mm-hmm. It was just it was just like that, you know. Even if you never heard of him, you know, uh, for instance, 
team was called New York Gachos. Yeah. Um, New York Gachos from New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when this team came, man, you'd be like, hey, man, you're playing against them. You're like, man, you got to play. If you don't play, you're going to get embarrassed, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, you, know, you didn't. So, that just was, you know, you say you like to see you brought your A game, and then that's just how it was. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, I think AU, AU is good, and I just think a lot of time I think um, a lot of people don't understand that it's kind of crazy that um, you know AU that um, that AU is just um, totally it's just it's just totally different from how how guys see basketball and AU compared to high school. There's no knock on high school basketball, but, I mean, let's be real. You might be playing in the conference. You might only have two big games the whole year. Yeah. yeah. And, and AU, hell, you might go to a tournament and every game is a big game because you might be playing against, you know, you might be playing against Chris Paul AU team. You might sure. be playing against yep. LeBron AU team. You might be playing against, um, you know, um, it could be a celebrity got an AAU team. You playing against these these teams, they're good. And you know, mm-hmm. it ain't no it ain't no BS. You 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 gotta come to play. If you don't come to play, you know, your players looking like, Whoa, man, what did we just play against? Yeah. So, you know, they looking at the top guy, you know, they looking at the top guy like, Man, you know, this guy, but they looking at the, the next guy like, Man, who is that? They looking like, Hey man, he can play too. He probably mm-hmm. going to the University of Arkansas. And everybody like, well, man, we never heard of him because mm-hmm. you know, I was going to talk about the top guy. But I mean, AU compared to, you know, you know this, you know, th- you know this AU now. But I mean, it, it, it's crazy. You know, a guy could not even play high school basketball, and he can go play with an AU team for the summer, and come back. He can have a, you know, he can have a full run. You know, uh-huh. he could be that good, and they call this high school coach. He might not even play high school basketball for his, you know, for his team. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's, and, you know, people hear that, you know, people hear that, they're like, man, that's impossible. I'm like, no, it's not. Because, yeah. if, you know, if this guy going out and playing AU basketball, and uh, he and he performing against these top guys, they're looking like, okay, this guy can play. So this guy probably can play college basketball and, they might be trying to fill, you know, they might be trying to uh, fill that last scholarship spot. And he can get it. It's just, I mean, hey, I always tell, you know, people if they want to measure their game and you know how good they are, you know, can they play at the next level, uh, college, AU. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the same thing with, you know, it's the same thing with with girls too. You know, a girl, you know, if a girl thinks she's really good. You know, if she's playing against these top AU girls and she's playing good, and everybody started like, "Whoa, okay, this girl can play." I mean, a lot, and like you said, a lot of times too, though. See, I want to see you play against that kind of competition just to see how you react to it. You know, right. make sure you don't, you know, shy away. You know, like you could be a player who never had a chance, and you put him in that spot, and he might just go. Everybody, oh, you know, I I didn't think this dude could do this in this this level. 
Mm-hmm. That just, you know, that's just part of it. And I think it's really, like you said, I mean, it's really helped a lot of um, players with their recruiting process and being recruited by schools. Maybe they would not be recruited yeah. by playing high school basketball. And with, with that being said, Herb, I want to talk about your recruiting process. Um, you know, in high school, who were the, the schools recruiting you? And you ended up at Butler um, Junior College in Kansas. And just talk about that whole process and how that happened. Um, I mean, um, when you know, like when I was getting recruited, you know, with uh, you know the junior college, and I was kind of like, you know, I knew I was going to have to go to junior college. Um, you know, Butler, Butler came out. You know, they recruited me. Uh, it was some junior colleges in um, Atlanta, and some junior colleges in. Um, you know, some, it was just some different junior colleges. Um, um, it, it, was, it was all over, and I was just, I said, you know, I can stay home. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my, 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 my thought process was like, you know, I can stay home or or I can travel, you know, somewhere else farther. And, you know, I visit, I visit a couple of junior colleges. But um, I ended up, you know, visiting Kansas, and I was like, um, I mean, I told, I mean, I told my, um, I told my childhood friend, I said, yeah, man, I think I'm going to Kansas. He kind of looked at me like, whoa, uh-huh. so you're going to Kansas, you know? I, and you know, I've never been really a a, a guy homesick, you know. That was, you know, I, I was never like that. So, you know, I think that that helped me too. So, you know, I, when I told Butler, then, like I said, the process of all the colleges, you know, they're recruiting you. You know, Georgia Tech tried to get me to come back home. Um, who else? Uh, Georgia. And I was kind of like, you know, Kansas wanted me. Like I said, you know, um, I said Coach Mo, Moeller, mm-hmm. Hugs, you know, they recruited me early. And I was like, you know, I was kind of like, okay, um, so was UC recruiting you in high school or just when you got no, to Butler? No, no, just Butler, just during college. You know, okay. They recruited, recruited me in during college, and I was telling like, you know, you know like I said, I, I visit, you know, I visit Cincinnati. I visit, I visit three schools. I visit Cincinnati, Seton Hall, um, Kansas, Kansas State, and uh, other schools I visit, unofficial visit. So I what made like, you? Yeah, what made you choose Cincinnati? I mean, I mean Cincinnati. Cincinnati recruited me early, so I was kind of like, you know, I, I, you know, they they came out early, recruited me. You know, it was like new gym, new, you know, new stuff. They were trying to get the program going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm like, okay. Uh, so the, the players we had. Uh, when I you know we was coming to, you know, I, I I really felt that you know I I really felt that my junior year I thought we should have made the tournament. Mm-hmm. I was real, I was real, I was real. I ain't gonna say disappointed. I was angry that we didn't make the tournament my junior year. Yeah, the NCAA. You guys the made NIT, but not the NCAA. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought we should have made the tournament. I mean, like I said, hugs. You know, they recruited me, came out and seen the family, and all that, and I said, okay. Cincinnati was, you know, it was far, not too far. Um, 
You know, family still could come see me if they wanted to. You know, it was not like I was in California. Right, know. right. So, so they got to get on the plane. They yeah. just get in the car and drive up and see you. So, yeah. So that's, you know, you know, I like, you know, Cincinnati. I like the Cincinnati, you know, we was in, you know, at the time we was in a great, you know, we was in the Metro my junior year. And then we flipped to the great Midwest my uh, senior year. So yep, yep. that was a, you know, that was a change, you know, in conference, you know, you know, it was like, you know, we, they're like, we don't leave the Metro. And I'm like, Whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't, Which was know, a I, good league. I mean, it was a it was a yeah. good league during that time. A lot of good players. Yeah, in the Metro. Metro was, you know, like I said, it was a, it was a great league. Um, mm-hmm. I would, like I said, let's say you know, junior year, thought we should have you know made it. And then come back, you know, my um, senior year, then you know, I'm like, you know, recruits. You know, I'm looking like, you know, you know, they were like, we're gonna recruit. You know, we think about recruiting Nick. Now, yeah. I had played against Nick. I'm looking like, I said, look, man. I said, it ain't no recruiting him. I said, we need to get him. <laughs> you know, that's what I told him. I said, no, we need to get him. I don't really yeah. say much. I'm like, no, we need to get him. I said, he get on his campus, we going to kidnap him. No, that's how I'm like, we got to land him off. Now, no. now hold, hold on, Herb, because we're, we're, I want to get into your first year, and I do want to talk about the details of your second year with, with Nick and all that. So, so hold that for a second. But you just okay. said something that I think is important. Your first year, 1990 to 1991, you you just talked about getting, you know, Van Exel and some of the recruits that were coming in your senior year. But the recruitment of you for Bob Huggins, the staff, and the university was huge because a lot of the guys that were on that team at that time were kind of carryover, great players, but carryover from Tony Yates. You were the first big recruit. Like, you really kick-started a lot of things for the Bearcats. So I've always said your importance, not only of you being a big-time recruit, but also your performance on the court was was tremendous. Mm-hmm. So coming into your first year, what were your expectations? I know you said you were disappointed you guys didn't make the NCAA tournament, but what were your expectations coming in your first year? My expectations were like, you know, coming here, you know, um, you know, help this team, you know, um, get going. And I thought, like I said, I, you know, I thought we had, I thought our players were good enough to get mm-hmm. to the NCAA tournament, you know, but it just, like I said, we came up short. Um, like I said, you know, we can't have a short. I thought I thought we should have, you know, if we probably get a break here and there, we probably made the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, for sure. you go from you know your junior year not making the tournament to your senior year going to the Final Four. That's the total opposite, man. People for never sure. think, you know, you know, not making a tournament your junior year and going to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, you know, people probably didn't see that coming. But yep. I, 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 I remember I gave the story. Um, we was in the locker room. You know, we was in the training room, and you know, we was in the weight room. You know, we was talking. I was looking. I said, "Look, man, it was all sitting around." I said, "Look, I said I'm not sitting here being cocky. I'm just like, look, man, I know what I can do." I said, "I played with Nick. I played against Nick, and you know, Corey, Eric, and Terry, and all them." And I said, "Eighty." You know everything we got coming. I, I said, look, man, we can make a run. We can get mm-hmm. to the final four. 
I said, anything after the Final Four, that's us. You know, yep. we can make it happen. And I remember Terrence, Terrence kind of looked at me like, you know, like, whoa, like, you know, he was like, Terrence said, man, we ain't even made a tournament. It, you know, I'm got He's we talking about Final Four. <laughs> yeah, you know, Terrence just looked and just said, wow, man. He was like, he said, okay, you know, Terrence, like, he said, okay. I said, man, I said, we good enough, man, I'm telling you. I said, yeah. we got enough talent in this room to make it work. And, you know? and, and they needed to listen to you because, um, you know, not only are you a leader, but I think there are different types of, of leaders, and you know this with, with basketball. There are there are leaders that lead vocally. There are players that lead by example. And if you look at your first year, Herb, and the example that you set on the court, which I want to get into, your first game, your first game as a Bearcat versus Sam Houston State, you had 27 points. Now, the first nine games, you led the Bearcats in rebounding at 6-4, mind you. And you were doing all this, step, just stepping on campus, boom, right away, 27th, leading the team in rebounding. You started every single game your first year. All those, and, and I go on and on, you know, Herb, about, about your numbers, and I, and I tell people this, and I want to make sure you, you hear this and the Bearcat fans hear this. You not only had a great career, um, your two years in Cincinnati. But I also think if you would have played, if you would have been here four years, we might be talking about you as one of the greatest, like period, like no debates as one of the greatest to ever put on a uniform. I think because of, you know, your versatility, all the things you could do on the court. Herb, you rebounded the basketball at a high level. You scored at a high level, had 43 points versus Tulane your first year. Had 33 and 16 versus Dayton your first year. You played defense. All those things. How did you develop that? I know you have an ultimate level of confidence, but how did you de- develop that all-around game like that? I, I mean, you know, like I said, playing in Atlanta, you know, um, you got to play against a lot of players who was, you know, these guys can just score, you know. Um, like I said, they can score. And I always, like, you know, felt like, okay, you got to play defense to win games. You know, in mm-hmm. high school, you know, when, you know, when, when they guard or whatever got going, and I'm looking like, you know, I could see my team, their eyes getting all big. Like, I'm like, they don't want to guard them. So, I I would have to go guard the best guy, you yeah. know. And when they see me guard them, then they'd be like, okay, all right. I'm like, So, I would, you know, look at, you know, guys like – teammate like Bobby Spears, I'm like, Bobby, you can guard him, man. Stop, you know, stop being afraid of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be like, stop, you know, stop being afraid of him, man. Guard him. So, you know, it, it just comes from, you know, playing, like I said, AU, um, playing against these guys. I mean, they can, like I said, these guys can just flat out score, man. I mean, you got to play defense. You got to yep. be able to stop somebody. Yeah. So, I think a lot of, a lot of players – even to, in today's game, that that can score at a high level like like you did, um, don't put as much emphasis on defense um, and rebounding. And I think you you concentrated as much on defense and rebounding as you did scoring. I mean, think about this, Herb. You almost had a triple double versus uh, UNC Asheville. You had seventeen, eight, and nine. You were. You would have been the first player since Oscar Robertson have a triple-double. This was your first year. And you did it 
under 27 minutes. You didn't play the whole game. That's that's impressive. And I just there there are not a tremendous amount of players that step on college campuses that bring that whole package. And you could pass the basketball too. I mean, are you agreeing with all this stuff I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, like you said, I, my you know my my motto was like you know I. I had to score to win, had to rebound, defend. I just I, my mind. I'm trying to win the game. You know, if win. you were playing with me, and you and you going, and I I see you going, you getting the ball for me. I don't care about that. I'm trying to win the game. Yep. Yep. That was just my motto. Yep. And and I think that so what you just said right there is so very important. I talk to a lot of the kids in our AU program about the importance of winning and doing whatever it takes to win. And we can go back, and I'm sure you watched The Last Dance uh, with Michael Jordan during the pandemic. Yep. And and I always tell kids, Michael Jordan did what he had to do to win. His focus was on championships, won six of them. If Phil Jackson told him, I need you to average 32 points this season, he went out and did that. If Phil would have said, I need you averaging 20 you know, 10 and 10, he would have went out and did that for that season. But his concentration was, what do I need to do to win? And you had that same mindset, Herb. Yeah, like I said, I, you know, you know, defense, you know, um, you know, whatever it takes, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, it's, it's some college guys, you know, you know, um, you know, we played against Steve Smith my junior year and, you know, Steve Smith, you know, Steve Smith, a great player. Yep. And like I say, you know, you guarding Steve Smith. I'll never forget, you know, Steve Smith kind of hit me with a move. And I'm like, well, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I said, no, I can do the same thing to him. So I kind of hit him back with the move. And, you know, I'll never forget Ed Hightower. Like, he said, oh, you can't do that, Jonesy. I'm like, I said, whoa, whoa. I said, okay. I said, all right. I said, I said, I get it. I said, Steve Smith for All-American. I said, I'm not All-American yet, you know. <laughs> I, like, I just laughed. Like, I said, all right, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, that just, I mean, that just, you know, the stuff you have to learn, um, you know, come with the game. Mm-hmm. You, know, um, you know, different, you know, like I said, different coaches have different strategies, different coaches. But, you know, the way we played, you know, we got up in your face and, you know, pressed. I mean, you can't really play like that now. Because a lot of stuff now, you know, you can't really touch nobody now. It's a foul. Ticky tack. So, yep. I mean, it's ticky tack, yep. you know. So, styles are different now. For sure. Now, there's 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 one game I want to point out, Herb. I was a, I was a young kid at the Shoemaker Center, the Third Arena. It was January third, nineteen ninety one. I will never forget this day. You guys are playing Louisville, okay? Mm-hmm. And you come down and you dunk on Louisville. And I talked to Corey about this. I talked to other people that, that, that either played or, or saw that dunk. It is one of the greatest dunks in UC history that does not get enough run. Like, I don't know where the video of that dunk is, I don't know why it's not on the highlight reel before the game when they show kind of like that Bearcat history highlight reel. Yep. But, Herb, that is one of the, the, the greatest dunks in Bearcat history. I'm sure you remember it. Take the Bearcat fans through what happened. Um, we, were, we were playing against Louisville. That's, that would be um, 
Uh, we was playing them, and um, we came down. I think Louisville scored, and we mm-hmm. was coming down, and and I think um, Hugs was trying to get a timeout. AD pushed the ball, and AD kicked it to me, and you know he kicked it to me, and when I made the step, oh, like I said, I, I said I got this guy. So I, I already know. I said I got him. I didn't think he was gonna come over and jump like that. When he when I seen him come, so it made me. I like I said, I just exploded. I went to the hole with the ball. That was my that was my whole thing. I said I'm dunking this. And I mm-hmm. I was gonna dunk with my right, but he forced me to go with my left. So I had mm-hmm. to dunk. I had to dunk with my left. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, what, it just. What's your right handed? Yeah. Yep. So that you know. I probably made the dunk look easy, but that was a hard dunk because it's left-handed, and those are the dunks you miss because you're not used to dunk, dunking left-handed like that right. with that much force. Right, for sure. Not many, not many people that can dunk the basketball could dunk with their opposite hand. Yeah, that's true. You know, and 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 that dunk. I mean, I remember, I remember, I remember going crazy when you did that, and then the next year. On the Cincinnati Bearcat media guide, that dunk, the picture of that dunk, whoever that photographer was, was right on that baseline and captured that dunk. And I had that poster of that. Do you remember it being on the media guide? On yeah, the I remember that. Yep. And you you actually signed it. You signed the media guide for me. So I, I still have that media guide, you dunking on the cover, and uh, and you signed it. And I, I tell Bearcat fans, man, that's, that's one of the greatest dunks I've I've ever seen. I, I wish the video. Like, have you seen it on video? I have. I have actually. I haven't seen no video. Um, it's probably in the, it's probably in the Bearcat thing. They got to go find it. Yeah, I mean, they they need to because that's that was. And I know people talk a lot about Melvin Levitt's dunk. Um, and I was on the team when he did that dunk, the helicopter dunk, and mm-hmm. that was great. James White has some amazing dunks. Uh, Lavertis Robinson, Jason Maxiel. Um, a lot of those are on video, though. So we we got to find that herb, and we got to make sure that gets out there. Um, and let me let me talk to you about this. A lot of the former players that have come on this podcast talk about, you know, that transition from either high school, JUCO, to playing for the Bearcats in a legendary practices with Bob Huggins. So how was the transition for you for you from, you know, JUCO to playing high-level Division One under a very demanding coach at practice with Bob Huggins? I mean, I mean, Huggs was, like you say, Huggs was demanding. I mean, but the practices, you know, for us, you know, my junior college, my junior college practice pretty hard and my high school coach practiced hard. So, I mean, you know, practicing hard with Huggs like that, that that never bothered me, you know. Mm-hmm. I was always, you know, ready for difficult practices and stuff, so that never bothered me, you know. I, I would tell them, uh, I mean, one time I was telling them, Eric, them, you know, when they got there, I, I said, hey, man, I said, hope y'all working out, you know. I said, hope, y'all, <laughs> hope y'all ready when y'all come in. Because they didn't really see me because I was living, I was living closer to Xavier, but, you know, I was working out. And, you know, I told him, I said, hey, man, y'all better be ready. You know, I'm on the first day of practice. And Eric was like, you know, Eric, like, he said, man, you know, Eric was like, Eric said, man, I'm cramping, man, you know, like, da da da. And, you know, Hug said some words I can't really say on the podcast, but, you know, <laughs> Eric was like, you know, I, I said, I said, man, I, I told you to be ready, man. Eric was like, yeah, Eric was like, woof, you know, but, 
Mm-hmm. You know, one, you know, once the guys got going, they understood his practices and how he was. That's just part of it. You know, when you practice like that, you know, the game is nothing. You know, sure, that, that's it. That's the point. Yep. You know, people don't understand. You know, you get in the game, you can press somebody, you know, team looking like, well, dang, man, how can y'all still be pressing like that? I mean, we was playing in against Delaware, and um, we, you know, first game in the NCAA tournament, and uh, the player was like, um, he looked at me and said, but well, dang man, once y'all pull the press off, I said, man, I said, I looked at him, I said, I said, hey man, I said, look man, I said, I'm not trying to embarrass y'all then like that, but I said, you see that crazy coach over there, man? I said, I ain't gonna be running for y'all because we didn't do something. He's like, oh okay. I said, yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that's true, man. And, and, and you know, like you just said about you know practice, man, you did so well in, in practices and adapted to it so well and quickly that. Obviously, that translated into your two years. I mean, you didn't come off the floor. You didn't, unless you wanted to. You played like you start. Like you started every single game. You you, know, you played a lot. But you know, Herb, you talked about this. You know, you were upset that you know your first year you guys didn't make the NCAA tournament. You uh, playing the um, NIT. And I think you guys lost to uh, Oklahoma, right? Yep. And, uh, lose that and so obviously that's a that's kind of a bad taste um in your mouth. So what what was your mindset going into your senior year? And I and I mean this from obviously, you know, you talked about Ben X is coming in, you know, Eric Core, you got these guys coming in. But at the end of the day, you're the leading scorer returning. What expectations did you have for Herb Jones? I mean, and like I said, you know, you know you know, I, I know I need to score. I need to score more. I need to shoot the ball better. You know, from from you know three point line and mm-hmm. um, you know um, inside and had to play better defense. You know, mm-hmm. and and to be an example in practice. You know, like I said, you know, be first in everything. Yep. You know, not you know. So so the guys, you know, if they see you doing it, then they can't really say nothing. Mm-hmm. That's just that's how it is. When, the top guy doing it, you know, nobody can say nothing. They're just going to do it. Yep. But the led, top guy dogging it, you know, they got something to say. But, and, and you led by example a lot yeah. of the times. Yeah. And and you guys, and I'm, I'm going to let you speak on this, but from a guy who was, was a young, I was a young kid watching this team, um, watching you guys develop, it appeared to me from the outside looking in that, well, there's two parts to this. You guys were such a tight-knit team. That's one thing. Number two, you guys had some of the most unique pieces in college basketball, meaning this. I'll turn on college basketball, like let's say last season, and I'll watch you know, a team put three guys on the court out of their five that do a lot of the same things, right? But with you guys, there were so many guys that did different things and understand, understood their role and did them so well. You agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, like you said, like I said, the group, you know, the group was real. You know, we, you know, we, um, we got along. That was that was one thing about that team. You know, we got along. It was no jealousy, mm-hmm. and you know, when it, you know whoever was going, they got the ball. We're trying to win, you know. Yep. Um, that was a part of, like you said, we hung together off the court. Uh, we did a lot of stuff. So 
you know, that that just even, you know, transition to a lot of wins. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, when a team hang together and team, you know, be together a lot and mm-hmm. you're gonna win a lot of games because, you know, you know, you can talk to each other totally different. You know, if somebody missed something, you're looking like, well, hey, you know, hey, Corey, why you didn't rotate? Why you didn't get that steal? You know, I'm looking like, you might be looking like, okay. Or they might be like, hey, Herb, you could have got that steal. And I'm looking like, I'm like, I say, yeah, I guess I could have got it if I'd have, you know, bust down and got it hard. You know, guys mm-hmm. can talk to you like that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, if Buf do something, you're like, well, hey, Buf, you know, why you didn't get that? You kind of look like, yeah, you're right, you know. That's just how the team was. Yep. You know, Terrence would be like, hey, well, you know, you come to the bench, you know, it's time out. And Terrence looking like, what? why you didn't make that steal? You know, why you didn't rotate over there? Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. That just, like I said, that's how the team was, tight-knit like that. Yep. And they just carried off the court. You know, it carried off the court and it carried on the court too. Yeah. And that's that's so hard to that's so hard to duplicate. Like I said, we've had many great teams come to the University of Cincinnati and even what Coach Brandon's building right now. But I, I just think it's so hard to duplicate what you guys had during that ninety one, ninety two season. It's just so so hard with you being the leading scorer but yet no ego. Like Herb, you had zero ego involved, and you said this over and over. Your main goal was to win. Um, Nick and and, and 80, just all these guys willing to sacrifice sometimes minutes, sometimes points, um, just to win. And that's it, hard to duplicate now. Very very tough with everything going on now. With I think yeah, guys it, leaving. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's like you said, it 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 it, it is. Like you said, it is, it is very hard to duplicate that because of, um, I mean, guys, you know, they're just thinking of numbers. Yep. You know, they think it's going to get them to the next level. And and I, I always tell people, I said, listen, man, I said, an NBA scout know what you can do. So mm-hmm. you don't have to, you know, drop 30 points or whatever. I said, you know, an NBA scout can look and be like, oh, it could be a timeout. And he going into the, you know, going, you know, he could be y'all on the bench telling a guy like, look, man, you need to look for this, you need to do this, watch yep. your eye. He might hear that and say like, whoa, like okay, like this dude, you know, you know, everybody always think guys only only get the NBA because they can score. I'm like, you know, it's good locker room guys and guys who can keep Thurmore down. People don't sure. understand that. For sure. You know, that's that just part of it, you know. You know, leadership, and you know, there's a lot of stuff going to the NBA people don't really know about behind the scenes, and this guy could be a locker room. You know, this guy could be a good guy for the locker room to keep a lot of stuff down. Mm-hmm. And yep. They just don't understand that. I agree. And I, I think also you, you, you made a great point. I think NBA scouts know what you can do. I mean, you think about this. We're, we're watching the NBA. We're watching the NBA playoffs in the bubble right now, and you. There was one game. I was watching a set of games, and and honestly, the three best players that I watched that day were Ja Morant, Dame Lillard, and C.J. McCollum. All went to schools that weren't quote unquote the sexy school, the big school. Many people hadn't even heard of these dudes to that level prior to them coming to the NBA. And they're the best yeah. players on the floor, hands down. Not even close. So the, the the scouts know if you can play. Yeah, they know it. 
They know that. Like, like I say, it's just, I mean, and I, 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 and people, you know, like I said, NBA, it, you know, it is, like I said, it is, like I said, you got to be, you know, elite player to play. And I, I give you, I give you a perfect example. You know, I would tell people, you got to be able to think on the pressure. Last night you were watching the game. Oh yeah. When, when that guy, when they rushed down the court and they was up, they was Pull up. It out. Pull it out. And he went in and laid the ball up, and they missed it. Yep. And they rushed the ball back down the court. They should have lost the game. Yeah. They just – that was just a – I think the basketball guards were looking out for him last night. Probably <laughs> should have made that shot. Yeah. And, and and you could see the guy in the interview, he was like, what? You know, the big tall guy from uh, yeah. Denver, he was yeah. kind of looking like – you could see him processing like – he said, I yeah. cannot believe dude went in and laid the ball up. What he was he thinking, that. man? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What was – he had he had a brain – he had a he had a serious – he had a serious brain for it. So, yeah. yeah, he had a serious brain for it right there, man. You know, yeah. you, like you say, you got to better thank the game. And it, and it almost cost him the series. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I, I was telling somebody the other day, I, I said, man, I know when he got to when he got to the locker room, his phone was blowing up. <laughs> the dude who missed the layup, who took it in there, his friend was like, do it. If, 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 I'm, if I'm coaching – if I'm coaching – Guys in the kindergarten, and most guys in the kindergarten even know that they wouldn't even yeah. run the clock out. Right. I, I, when he was when he went in there, I said, "What is he doing?" <laughs> and like you say, he you know he missed the shot. Man, it almost cost him. Yeah, but like you say, you just got to be able to think under pressure, though. I, I know, I know. And, and, and speaking of uh, under pressure, you got. We're talking about your senior year. You guys had some pretty good games. One game you mentioned earlier, and that was the Michigan State game that you guys played, uh, lost by two points. Uh, they were number twelve in the country. Um, what do you remember the most about that game? I know you talked about Steve Smith, but what do, what do you remember I mean, most about that game? I mean, what I remember most about the game, like you said, no, we came out, we jumped on them. Like I said, we jumped on them, and um, Michigan State was a good team. You know, we jumped on them. You know, a team, a, a team like that, like I said, a good team like that is not gonna, uh, they're not gonna fold. So, mm-hmm. said, they're not gonna fold. Um, they, you know, they're gonna just keep coming. That's just part of it. Yep. Yep. Like I said, they're gonna keep coming. And they're they're number twelve in the country. Got, got got pros on the team. Yeah, you know we we like we took their first punch. Like you said, we, we you know they took our first punch, and then after that, you know, some guys was they they was ready. You know, mm-hmm. I mean we you know like you said they was up they was up uh, we was up nineteen on them, and you know they walked us down and they beat us. But mm. I, I always tell everybody I, I always tell everybody, you know nobody want to lose a game, but that's the game we needed to lose right there. Mm. But that, you know that yep. that let us, you know that kind of that kind of taught us that that kind of taught us right there. Like you know, you can't take nothing, you know, you can't take nothing for granted. You gotta, you know, you gotta play. You know, and hugs, you know, he hugs actually went, you know, hugs went bananas. But I understand, you know, we had a right to go bananas because you know, we lost that game, but. 
And the thing was, you know what was crazy about that game when we lost the game? Mm-hmm. The first thing I said, oh, like, I told Terrence, I said, hey, Terrence, I said, I said, I said, Terrence, I said, we're going to, I said, we're going to get them in the NCAA tournament. Mm. Prophetic. Like, I said, we're going to get them in the NCAA tournament, Terrence. Yep. I said, trust yep. me, we will. And, you know, when the brackets came out. And you saw them on there. In, <laughs> we, we, saw, we saw Michigan State in our, uh, we saw Michigan State in our bracket. You know, we were cheering like, yeah, we want to play them. Mm-hmm. We want to play them, you know. We blew that 19-point yep. lead. No, you don't know mm-hmm. if you're getting there like that, man. Yeah, yeah, want that want that payback. And we're, we're going to talk yeah. about that second game against Michigan State here in a second. But I, I do want to talk about this. You know, during your career, um, and, and growing up in Cincinnati, um, one of the things, being a young kid, my, my Bearcats always had to be Xavier. Like, that that just was a thing. I had yeah. a lot of friends that I went to school with that played at Xavier or that uh, were Xavier fans, knew people that played at Xavier. So I always mm-hmm. had this. This deep-rooted, like, I, I, we have to beat Xavier. You yeah. were undefeated versus Xavier during your career. Um, what what do you remember um, about those crosstown shootout games? You played well that second one. You had 26 points. You guys smacked Xavier your senior year. Um, what, do you, what do you remember about those? I mean, I mean, you said, you know, we, um, you know, my junior year, we played against them. Like I said, we beat them. But, you know, like I said, the second year, I mean, Xavier, like, you know, Xavier, you know, we played against the guys, you know, all in the all season. And like I said, you want to beat them. You don't want to lose to your in, you know, in-town rival. It's like, you know, like you said, you know, you know like you don't want to lose to the in-town rival. You just want to uh, – you want to beat them. Like I said, you beat them. You don't want to, um, like I said, lose to them. So we, um, we just uh, – like I said, came out. Like I said, we jumped on them. We played them in the garden too. Yeah, that's the old garden. And, yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. And like I said, they they wanted to beat us, so and then we wanted to beat them. And you, and you and have then, to have you have to have. Uh, and I say this in a rivalry game. I think you have to have a, two things that are in play. You have to have an extreme focus in that game versus Xavier. You have to have an extreme focus. You're not worried about. The last game you played, it doesn't matter. You can't worry about the next game you play the next night. Your focus has to be on Xavier. And then, two, yeah. always think the toughest teams win. And your senior year, the Bearcats had the toughest dude on the floor, and that was Herb Jones. I want to thank everybody for listening to our special episode, our interview series of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. And once again, you can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. Also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. On Snapchat, at BigMeach41. And soon to be on TikTok. I appreciate everybody listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats.